gentlemen, there are 50 million functional illiterates in America. Clearly, to me at least, the people in charge are incompetent or ideologically misguided. Now, as a practical matter, Americans who value literacy should think of themselves as the resistance fighting Nazis in France. Things are that serious. You can find dozens of articles on the internet explaining that reading makes children smarter. What sort of evil phonies would take away the best tool for making children smarter? Our situation is desperate. Here are six ways, big and small, you can fight back, and then a thought experiment that ties everything together. First of all, don't accept nonsense you hear about theory. Phonics is essential. Non-phonics is a fraud. The jargon for phonics these days is the science of reading. Embrace that science. Almost every child should be reading by the end of first grade. If that's not happening in your local schools, fire the people in charge. Second, don't let anybody tell your child to memorize the shapes of words. The education establishment rejects memorization except in the one place where it will be most destructive. Ah, these cosmic con artists. Children might memorize 100 or 300 or even 500 sight words, but that takes a huge amount of work and hardly puts a dent in our vast language like English. If you want to learn lots of English words, you don't master them one by one. You learn the rules and patterns that shape all English words. That's the essential genius of phonetic languages. Third, don't read to your kids, read with your kids, side by side. Touch the letters and words as you talk about them. Now you could read Japanese to kids for the next three years. Do you think those kids will then be able to read Japanese? Very unlikely. Kids learn to read a phonetic language when they understand that letters stand for specific sounds. So the teacher might point to the letter at the beginning of bat. Open quote. This is a B word. Pronounce the first letter B. Add A, pronounce A, and you get ba. Add T, pronounce T, and you get a blend pronounced bat. It's very logical. Fourth, have fun with language, but especially have fun with rhymes, jokes, knock-knock jokes, puns, cheers, advertising slogans, famous songs with lots of wordplay, interesting etymologies. Explain to children, for example, that the Potomac River is an indigenous word. Indeed, the Potomac Indians used to live in northern Virginia. American maps are full of exotic words. Help children to analyze them. You can teach history, geography, and language all at the same time. Fifth, learn cursive. I see this question all over the internet. Why should we learn cursive? Because it makes children deal with the actual shapes of individual letters, not hold words. My favorite reading expert says a phonics reading program without cursive is incomplete. Six, one of my proudest projects is titled, open quote, 333 common words, letter for letter, identical in Latin and English. Now, Latin, a long dead language, is alive all around us. 
a short version of this same project is titled, open quote, 18 Ordinary English Words That Julius Caesar Spoke, close quote. Exit, which everybody knows is Latin for he, she, it goes out. Credo is simply the Latin word, first person singular, meaning I believe. The same root flowered into credibility, incredible, credence, credit, and now back to the root itself, cred. Trivia. Latin for road is via, as in via cassia. An intersection of three roads was called a trivia, or trivia. People tended to stand around and talk, thus trivia for gossip. The points made so far can be taught by a thought experiment. The charlatans in charge of schools constantly tell the American people that children should learn to read with sight words. So imagine a child has a lecture about the sight words he will soon be remembering, and then, plot twist, he's somehow consigned to solitary confinement for a year or two. Would the child be able to figure out how to read the many words and books in the room? No, he won't. Who's going to tell him how to pronounce the words? He doesn't know how. The child doesn't understand how to unlock the phonetic clues. He will be able to read only those words he learned in the first lecture. Illiterate at the start, he will be illiterate to the finish. That's the great genius of sight words. But if a child knows that each letter represents a sound, he can work his way letter by letter, syllable by syllable, word by word, until he's actually reading. And then it's like riding a bicycle. Practice, practice, practice. So finally words become automatic. I suppose you can call them sight words if you want, but that's where you end up, not where you start. You start with the sounds of each letter. So now you see why we have 50 million functional letters. They never actually learn to read past a very rudimentary level. Basically, they memorize a few hundred sight words and then guess, guess, and guess again and struggle along. The education establishment calls this early literacy instruction, but I believe they intend early literacy destruction. Thank you. Overview. Let's fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big.
If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.